0: we're doing something that's important and it's not to belittle what others do it's just a matter of realistically we we need to eat every day you know that's the reality of things and i suppose being part of that system is pretty cool you know it's sort of you know really we really do value that
1: this is the producers i'm anthony huckstep andrew and em run a small lamb operation on 100 acres in bulladila on the mid north coast of new south wales it's a small farm dedicated to the locals where Andrew runs 160 Australian white sheep to bring fresh pasture-raised lamb to the local area.
0: We're currently farming a little coastally based town in uh, the mid-north coast of New South Wales called Bullardela. Um And it's certainly not traditional farming country and it's certainly not traditional uh, sheep country, that's for sure. I think, you know, it was tried many, many years ago and didn't go terribly, terribly well but uh, we're sort of trying the challenge of being here and seeing if we can do something a bit different with it. We've sort of got you know, such close proximity to a variety of different um, markets and different sort of personalities um, and just things, things to do. And, and I suppose it's sort of you know, localized food economy. You know, this is where we, we live where our market is.
1: Andrew is a multi-generational farmer, but farming on the coast is something new and delivers a whole raft of challenges.
0: Milking the cows and having you know, the veggie garden and having your own sort of sheep that you have to process and eat was just sort of a um, you know, perfectly normal thing to us as kids out west growing up. Um, that connection to what you're sort of growing and that sort of literally going and pulling it out of the garden and rubbing a bit of dirt off the carrot and eating it sort of thing. You know, I think that was sort of pretty, <laughs> pretty cool thing to think of as normal we're a multi-generational farm uh, sheep cattle cropping operation out near Dubbo, New South Wales, little town called Mindoran. and you know, through family succession plan, we decided to sort of downscale and you know parents retire and, so, but still an active involvement in things. Uh, so sort of looked at the idea of coming to sort of more coastal side of things where it rains and, you know, make our life easier in farming. We so thought, you know, lesson learned in the lot, as it turns out, but it was, um, the, the, the theory was there given that you know, moisture was our limiting factor out West. We thought we'll sort of beat that. And it found out it's actually, you know, throws its own
1: challenges. Traditionally a wool operation, Andrew experienced many challenges and saw the opportunity to transition into farming for lamb meat.
0: I suppose we'd sort of, to grow lamb, we sort of, we took it on from, as I say, coming across from where we were. We were traditionally a wool uh, operation and transitioned probably a bit over 10 years ago or so into the meat side of things, just given the you know, the frustrations of the wool wool game, you know, prices and labour and things like that. So, you know, we sort of, it sort of became that sort of process of bringing that expertise of animal husbandry in that space across to the coast um, and seeing if it was going to be a fit for here, I think. Uh, What we use is an Australian white. It's a newly developed composite breed uh, over the last sort of 10 to 20 years. And it's used a lot of embryo transfer technology to really hone down and focus on it being more of a a hair type sheep that doesn't require any of the sort of the wool uh, inputs uh, so that's sort of the primary difference we sort of look at you know the protein being the, the primary output of it and without any sort of cost and aggravations of you know the sideline thing that might necessarily be beneficial like the, the you know second secondary rate wall from sort of the composite and things like that
1: so yeah <laughs> Life is a bit different on the coast and has given Andrew and his family a better lifestyle.
0: Oh, it's a pretty cruisy environment here on the coast. It's um, you know, We sort of picked it for the climate. that sort of nice, mild, not too humid uh, where we are and you know, no such thing as cold. Um, it's um, thongs and t-shirts pretty much every day of the year around these parts. So, you know, we sort of see those occasional hots, but it's not sort of sustained long heat and dry. Um, yeah, it's a different sort of feeling to things and you know that sort of drives us to what the environment is for the sheep i suppose if we love it well there's sort of a good chance they do too um yeah it's a sort of pretty cruisy lifestyle just sort of cruising around here pretty pretty chill that's for sure as far as for you know transferring those sort of coastal grasses to meat it's yeah traditional um, dairy country so um, you can put it into milk Change it into milk uh, with a sort of a more high input sort of thing, but we're trying to sort of have a, more, a lower input, more sort of ecologically balanced, um, find sort of some equilibrium between the different aspects of environmental and you know, production. So finding that sweet spot of things, but being realistic about certain paddocks, they're going to need fair levels of pasture improvement to see them um, produce some level of productivity. And, you know, what sort of supplements and things may may be required to sort of balance that out. But, you know, primarily always trying to stay focused on the the pastures and not sort of shake an easy way out and try and sort of go into a feedlot or something like that, you know, sort of stay focused on our pastures. Premise and their ethics. What we're trying to do. I think the um, the lesson learned that it's a very different environment. Um, you know, bringing things across here and you know, thinking we'd just hook in. There's plenty of grass, and you know they should be able to convert that. No worries. And well, this will be a complete doddle. Um, we've very very rapidly learnt that um, grass ain't necessarily feed on the coast. And uh very very poor nutritional value in it, and uh, essentially just water in uh, in green bags that's the the green uh there so we've sort of learnt that side of things that's been um i suppose not funny, but I suppose it was sort of a real c- a real eye opener for us, and then just you know reconsidering how we design and apply um property fencing and things has been sort of a main one you know. Moving that with you know very traditional side so with my father, our west and long straight fences for kilometres, a lot of pride in that, and our place here is set up around curved fences and things. So it's sort of a bit of a you know, an initial uh, paradigm shift. In that was probably a little amusing for a period there.
1: When farming lamb, no day is alike, and that's the beauty of working on the land. Oh, I'm definitely not a typical day sort
0: of person. Um, you know. My wife often asks, "What are we doing tomorrow?" And I'll just simply reply, "I don't know. It's not tomorrow yet." But <laughs> I tend to like the surprise of it. And I think that's you know i think that's life's what we're trying to achieve here. Um, you know, you're trying to make sure you're planning ahead and having things not go wrong. But I think having that—you know—regimented plan of life, um, the freedom that comes, what we've got, yeah, is pretty special. We only sort of five k's out of town, but you know, it could be a hundred. But um, we're not as isolated as my wife and I were in our you know, childhood, sort of thing. You're not or, you know, early, early adulthood. Um, you're still a short, short trip in, and away you go. So I think it's just fine about that beautiful balance here. And and if it looks like the you know, crazy things going in the world, we can stay pretty isolated from it. You know, we're very, you know, very fortunate that COVID sort of experience pretty well left us untouched here. You know, it was just um, a business as usual, poking along and looking after your sheep and doing things. And, you know, we don't understate that, you know, how lucky we are in that.
1: For Andrew, it's all about contributing, connecting and supplying the local community with quality lamb.
0: We try and sell off-farm as much as we can. Uh, that's sort of our aim. We really sort of have a, you know, pride of what we do is a localised food economy and trying to sort of limit food miles. And you know, the more that we can do that, the better. So you know, centralising around sort of open days and things, uh, then we'll try and supply a bit more to a local shop in town. And that's where we'd like to draw the line. Like we not want to sort of see you know, better market penetration locally rather than constantly trying to throw the net further and further to expand. You know, we're sort of limited by land size and we want to sort of realistically build our business around that and just have a sustainability and an ethics, I suppose, a story of why we do it and connect that to our local people. Get back to your roots, I suppose. You know, something that farming's definitely gone the opposite direction. Um, in my sort of, you know, old world, it's much, you know, the get bigger or get out type of concept. And we've tried to sort of fight that, you know, get smaller and you know more direct to customer. So, you know, just hoping that, you know, something we didn't think was going to be possible by rethinking it and thinking opposite, you know, brought that up. Into into play.
1: There are many great parts of the lamb, but there is just one that Andrew holds in high regard.
0: Uh the backstrap for
1: me. Um, being a lamb farmer, a bit spoiled, I must admit.
0: So, I reckon we do. Uh, I'm not not a nose to tail person. That's more my wife's uh, side. I'm more. I'll take the backstrap and the uh, cutlets and the rest can go to the dogs, <laughs> which is a uh, hor- horribly wasteful. I shouldn't be saying that, but it's. Uh, it, it is what it is and I tr- try and cook it and don't do anywhere near as well as my wife. She does a much better job of that, that's for sure. I think a bit of a lamb stew that we do here for some of you know, and so that of we're having some open days and some courses, um, you know, throwing a bit of lunch for people and it's a, a lamb stew with an odd couple of pieces of potato in it. Uh, <laughs> it's a nice sort of you know, reverse on it.
1: For now, Andrew is focusing on better efficiencies on the farm to make the most of the small farm and maintain the ethics and sustainability of it too.
0: Well, I think just expanding what we do here, you know, for ourselves, you know, looking at more, more that sort of homesteading focus and just putting that sort of that steps towards um, reducing our, you and know, these, and our inputs. Uh, and poking along and just having that sustainability and then building a community around that and helping others, you know, fulfill that and you know, cross pollinate learning and support and that sort of thing in, in a small localised space. You know, let's you know, get our neighbours, you know, let's, let's uh, I'm a bit of a, I'm not too worried what's happening, you know, outside my circle of concern. I'm more of a, uh, you know, my, my neighbour's got enough to eat tonight type of thing. You know, I think that's sort of, if we do it, if we pull things back in, we're probably going to be more effective. If we're doing something that's important and it's not to belittle what others do. It's just a matter of realistically, we, we need to eat every day. You know, that's the reality of things. And I suppose being part of that system is pretty cool. You know, it's sort of, you know, really, we really do value that.
1: Andrew is living proof of how to focus on the local community and it's helping to provide Bulla Dealer and the surrounding areas with fresh yo lamb. This is The Producers, a Deep in the Weeds production. I'm Anthony Huckstep. Stay tuned as we share the stories of producers, farmers, makers and growers, the true lifeblood of the food industry. Follow us on Instagram at Producers Podcast or email us at Producer's podcast at deepintheweeds.com.au.